So uh, let's talk about Baby Driver, yeah. which is a new film written and directed by Edgar Wright. The who, famous, notable Chops, Chops, Mr. Chops, Edgar Wright. Yeah, who did Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. He's, you know, collaborated with Simon Pegg and well, everything, Parks and pretty Nick much. Frost on all those things. Yep, you know and his work. he is, this is an action-adventure heist film. Pseudo-comedy sort of kind of... It's a, it's a little different. It's, it's um, a, it was his brainchild. It's he wrote it, he directed it, and uh, it shows. You know, yeah. It stars. Uh, let me just go through this: Ansel Elgort, Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Lily Kevin, J. Kevin, Kevin Spacey, <laughs> Kevin Spacey, Lily James, who you know from Downton Abbey and Cinderella. John Hamm. She's a British actress who was. Who's she in the movie though? The she's Mexican the girl. chick. No, she's Deborah. Oh, that's Deborah. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, and John Bernthal, who we didn't get enough of, but we'll talk about that later. So yeah. The f- Ansel Elgort, who it's you know like, from Fault of Our Stars and the uh, what they call it, the any, detergent anytime. series. What the detergent fuck is that series, called? Yeah, Did I know him from his funny ass <laughs> name that I don't I like saying at all. It's like I don't see Ansel that name in lights. Elgort. I don't see that name in lights or on a fucking movie poster, but what do I know? Well, I thought he did a pretty good job. He plays Baby. The, his name is Baby, and he's a, like a kid who was orphaned, basically, and kind of got on the wrong side of things. Oh, and love. Kevin Spacey took him under his wing, and or he stole Kevin Spacey's Mercedes. And well, then, we should say he starts young, like fucking boosting cars right and he becomes a really 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 good driver yeah and so now he's a wheel man and yeah he this backstory with him and kevin spacey is he stole kevin spacey's car because he's a kid who steals cars and there was a bunch of money we never find out what's in the trunk but basically baby has to do these jobs for kevin spacey to pay off right the you know the theft which happened x amount of years ago and he doesn't like it oh and in the accident that his both his parents were killed and his mother was a singer Spoiler alert. yeah well, that's not really a spoiler, but he he uh, loses tinnitus. He gets, yeah, and so he has ringing in his ear, and right. he's constantly his little shtick is that he's listening to music, music all the time. And the film opens up with him and well, driving. Yeah, and driving. He times the the getaways to the song, so it's all like yeah. a part of his he's a fucking OCD with that. He's OCD yeah. and sort of like yeah, just super music music file audio file kind of kid. And uh, plays a huge part in the film. Yeah, the soundtrack is like the other character in the film for sure. Yeah, it makes like what is a like good movie, like a solid movie, a, As a great movie. Do. Yeah, it makes it into like a really sort of. You can tell it's like a a guy had a, a vision and put a lot of work into this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's like, a there's lot some interesting stuff at play here. Yeah. Like the opening sequence after the heist when he's going to get the coffee and it's a sort of dance number yeah, almost, I like, like a sort of musical number. <laughs> hey, he, he, I know you think you don't love the kid, but I actually think he's pretty talented. I think he, no, he did a good he, job. I think he did a yeah. great job in this film. I was not uh, mad at this performance at all. And it's a cool performance. As an actor, you get yeah. to, like, that's a cool performance to get to do. Yeah. And you're the lead, you know, and because you're sort of in his head a lot with the music because yes. the music is always in the background of everything he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you you know, the, the criminals don't get it and, you know, Kevin Spacey vouches for him and this sort of thing. And Because uh, he doesn't talk. Not much. And, and it kind of freaks out. There's a scene with John Bernthal where he's after they do the heist because mm-hmm. a heist kicks off 
and it's very methodically done. They go in. Um, yeah, very well. John laid. Hammond, his wife, and John Bernthal, and then a great car chase. Yeah, it opens up really strong with a really cool. And that's the thing is like the car chases in this movie. Um, I find in recent movies, like the last Born movie, a lot mm. of times car chase mo- sequences become white noise to me because yeah. they go on for too long. Like when Jason in the new one, where it's mm. like that French guy, and like I, I just oh that was horrible. This, I yeah. just like was waiting for it to end so they could get back to the story. Whereas this plays a huge part of the story and it's really entertaining. Yeah, and it's you know well executed. Well executed. Well, he talked to George Miller about it, oh. and George Miller gave him, I guess, some AKA tips. Mad Max. Max. Fury Road, which is some of the best car sequences ever of <laughs> yeah. all time. So it's cool that he talked to him. He's told him to use like certain like crane arms and mounts and like little real technical stuff. And he said he learned a lot from just a conversation with George Miller and actually went on to do these things. And you gotta love a writer director who knows that he needs to seek out help from wiser, older, experienced people. Yes. people. Cuz Edgar Wright's never made a car chase yeah, movie. Yeah, good for him for doing that. He's made that. good comedies and sort of half action kind of right. kind of movies, but they're always sort of, you know, British dry wit stuff. Like this is an American action movie and made by a action. British guy. And this is action, make no mistake. This it's is action movie. The whole time. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about that is that this movie, I feel like if it was made by some sort of like you know, American douche director could have made a hard turn into douche Phil yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the fact that it's sort of like a witty sort of dry wit British guy with a vision, you know, he wrote the thing. Yep. It never really went to where you're like, ugh, real eye roll, you know, groan because yep. of the music and there's little cheeky numbers and re- the heavy, heavy yes. music references. Like if this was made by some sort of American company and they just bought the screenplay, like it could have been like, ugh, this is like glee with with cars well, or something, you the know? the trailer doesn't do it justice because we were not on board with this well, until like the we title. started hearing that it was by him. Yeah. And I'm like, right. oh, yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, you're right. Even the cast, like, yeah, it's a great cast, but, you know, there's a lot of movies with great cast nowadays that just suck. Absolutely. You know, you can get a great cast these days. It's yeah. not fucking hard to no. get Jamie Foxx and John Hamm and, you know, all these movies right. are just like Hollywood circle jerks most of the time, you know, so it's not like, oh, wow, what a cast, you know. Yeah. You got to give the audience something more. And, yeah, the fact that this is a mo- action movie, it's rated R, um, you know, it's, it's, it's super... Yeah, there's gore in it. Yeah, it's gore. It's not overly gory, but, but they do... There's stuff. There's a reason why it's rated R, but it's not overtly or, you know, gratuitous. And at its heart, it's, you know, it's a love story, too. Yeah, that's what people say. It's kind of a sweet throwback love story because... Mm -hmm. He he, wants the girl. He wants the girl. He keeps... And that's what sort of wakes him up to, like, I got to get out of this. Mm-hmm. He he starts, he's been hanging out at this diner where his mother used to work. Yeah, there's and, a lot of cool backstory for the baby character yeah. that makes you more invested. That's true. Yeah, because true. I feel like an American script right, right. It wouldn't have had that. You would have just been like, I drive. I'm like, you know, Paul Walker, Fast and Furious. Yeah, I just no. drive because I love cars. You know, it's like, no, he has a, there's a whole thing that led up to this. And the music does serve a real purpose. It in does. His, it, you know, they use it as a tool very successfully. And also the kid's performance, because he really, sh- I, I think the kid's performance has a lot to do with it working too. Mm-hmm. But so he meets Lily James, who plays Deborah, the uh, waitress, and falls for her. The love interest, yeah. Yeah. And that becomes his new 
mission. Like goal, yeah. Because he's got one more job and then he's done with what he owes Kevin Spacey. Yeah, then he's But squared. of course, as well, we Kevin know, Spacey says, he's, he's like, not going to let him go. He says, you're, he's like, hey man, we're square. It doesn't mean we're done. Yeah. You know? It's like now you get to have the real fun. Now you're going to make all the money that right. you didn't get to make before. But, you know, he didn't want that. He just wants to get the fuck out because it's heavily criminal. And he's starting to... It's becoming harder for him to reconcile because people are getting killed. And he's not killing them. And he them, doesn't like that. But he's yeah. not a killer. You know, he's not a murderer. No, and, and he's, he's freaked out by that. And he tries to stop it because one of the, uh, the second heist with Jamie Foxx. Right. Because the crew changes every time. Right. And it's Jamie Foxx and... Uh, Flea. Some, a guy gets... A, a security guy gets... Yeah, Flea's in it. Flea's in it. Uh, a, a short time. A security guy gets killed and he's really upset about it and he sort of jars his performance as a driver and then he has to stop well yeah you see he's affected emotionally yeah man and the thing about that is jamie fox is just a straight up killer like it's just a part of bad guy he's the yeah he's like the on the you know his name's bats you know yeah he has a fucking bat you know he's crazy and he's the crazy one he's like we only have room for one crazy one in this and crew he's and that's very me. good in it too. yeah he's good man jamie fox jamie is solid fox delivers yeah super solid well and then there's this other fleshing out the kid's character where he's raised by a foster father who's this old black man in a wheelchair who's deaf yeah and he's taking care of him in kind of a shithole where they live but you know and he's hoarding he's got Saving all his, his money, money and, and and, and the old that's, man's telling him to get out while he can, you know. Yeah. And he does, and then he doesn't, you know. We never sort of understand how that came about. Like, how he got with that old man. How that guy got... Was he well, in a wheelchair foster, the whole time? foster father. Well, he probably wasn't in the wheelchair the whole time he was taking care of him. No, maybe he just know? took him in when he was really old, you know. And so now he just... Yeah. Old age or something, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the, the story sort of keeps going with these heists. And then it sort of starts he started like losing his sort of baby detachment control over the whole thing because i think a big part of his music and not saying anything is what john Bernthal said he's like i think this kid thinks he's better than us like he's not gonna get blood on his hands you know right like this is like we there's us and then there's him yeah you know and it sucks because john Bernthal is only in the movie for like two scenes but he's awesome yeah he's awesome i can never get enough john Bernthal. i know me too like that dude's fucking awesome. As in, he, AKA Shane. Shane from The Walking Dead and Wolf of Wall Street and Sicario and Agrippa shit, man. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, he is. Oh a yeah, of, of course. Street. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's the not accountant. in the movie long, but uh, yeah, the accountant. But he is. He makes some good points. And his character does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you know, yeah, it's it gets too close to home for baby, and then now he can't really get out of it. He's stuck. Like he's, he's stuck. And, you know, I, we won't say what happens, but it, it's very layered. It's really, the characters are very well developed. It's exciting. It's it moves a, well. Yeah. There's not that extra, like, 20 minutes of a Michael no. Bay film where you're like, why is this, this is an action movie. Why is this two and a half hours long? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the, short. It's, well, it's the under ru- two hours. Well, and the runtime with the trailers and the end credits is one hour. 155 so right. just under two hours which so means the, the movie, movie itself it's like an hour 45 or an or hour 40, 40 yeah which is great because it shows you you can still make a movie in 90 minutes yeah or a little more uh because that hasn't been the case in the last like 20 years right like the 90 minute movie we could almost Died. do a piece on that because that was the runtime and then yeah. 
epics and odysseys were two and a half hour two hours right but like your average theater blockbuster movie was 90 minutes now it's easily two hours i know especially with the superhero shit it's 220 yep. two hours 15 you know at least two hours like there's lord I, of the ring changed it all a lot of things all yeah. those movies like all those movies the boundaries of like okay now Run we do time. a three and a half hour movie now we do a three hour yeah movie. and they were blockbusters they're not like epics that you know a select group go and then it gets nominated for an oscar because it's fucking three hours long right you know <laughs> right like yeah so this was co- a cool throwback even to like 90s action movies yeah because it's an action movie but it's got a good story yeah it's it not does. just and action for the sick action because that doesn't really work jive with me you know i don't care right you know, unless it's like fucking john wick or something where that's really stylized action and the story's still good enough in john wick yeah that it carries it through the and it's i'd watch it for the action anyway because it is that good but most this of them is kind of on the level of how, like a John Wick type, you know, like a reboot. It's got more story. Of, yeah. It's got more story. But in other words, like this is, you should go see it. You should go see it in the theaters. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's and this Fourth of wrong. July too. Right now, we're over Fourth of July movie, uh, Fourth of July weekend. So uh, it's a good movie to see over Fourth of July, especially if you're not going to go see Transformers because you're a smart, sane person. Right. You know, this is a good alternative or Despicable to Transformers me, or goddamn Despicable fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that whole series, man. I mean, there's what one cash grab. There's one thing that uh, I think we objected to slightly, which is John Hamm, who I like John Hamm, but he yeah, is, I like John Hamm. He, he, uh, without revealing what happens, he sort of becomes almost like a Jason or a Michael Myers, where he can't die. Well, he's and like it's over super the criminal. top a little bit. It's over the top a little, and like I don't know. I guess you could say John Hamm is such a well-versed actor that he's believable in any role. But like this was so he's criminal. Good. Yeah, he's a good actor, but he's still like I can't. You can't say he's still Don Draper or anything, but. I don't know. I feel like his character was more believable before he took that turn. Exactly. Like when he was just like the guy and he has his chick and they're sort of Bonnie and Clyding it right. together. And then there sort of takes a darker turn and you're like, eh, you know, without spoiling it, they kind of have to make him the new bad guy in yeah, a sense, like yeah. the bad, bad guy. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really like super yeah i mean we've, it. it's, not, it's a personal it, thing it's yeah. not enough to make me not really like the movie no but and, it was a little it got a little over the top with him i thought and well, uh, especially like when he's like there again and you're like oh what like yeah what? i know you know i know like, that's what i'm saying it's yeah. almost like you're watching a like a fucking halloween movie like yeah. oh my god okay he's mm, still here, here. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, overall, this is a really fun film. Really stylized, too. Entertaining and without going over the top. The yep. stylizing, like I said, is it's a guy's vision, a well, single man's vision, which I'm sure he had a lot of help in this yeah. sort of thing, but you feel like that's what you're watching. Like, yeah. You don't feel like you're watching some corporate studio movie. No, not at all. That like, how do we get people to like it? No, you know? it feels we'll have, like cool music, you know? And yeah. Because the music isn't contemporary. Like it's Suicide all Squad. Oldies. Yeah. Where they just throw music in there to be like, okay, they'll like it if we drown it with freaking Eminem and it ends up being kind of jive. It's super jive. Well, it's felt like people like a bunch, they hired ed- a bunch of editors to like lighten it up. It's like, oh, we'll put Eminem in there and CCR yeah. in there and we'll put this song and like every scene has a like distinctive yep. song that you like, remember this one? <laughs> It's, yeah, <laughs> it's like so bad. That's not. This is so clever because he did his, the work. He did the work, and the kids' OCD really it revolves around the music, and they the way they use it is very genius. And I was impressed. I liked the film. 
Yeah, you can tell he put a lot of work into the little details, and that's what makes good movies. Yeah. Like Wes Anderson and Coen Brothers, they you can tell they sweat the small stuff. Yeah. And that's what, uh, to me, like the mixtapes that he had, remember he had all, because he makes his own little music off of people's, like, he records all the people yeah, talking. Yeah, that's really interesting. And the coolest part about that was when he opens up the case of all these mixtapes, each little fucking case has its own little title yeah which is like this kid can drive or like like no he's not crazy and like every <laughs> single one so you knew someone was there on a laptop writing like okay there's gonna be 50 mixtapes they each have to have a sort of like clever title right what am i gonna call and then there's one right in the middle that says mom you know what i mean so yeah, it's all like very well right yeah. written you know what i mean like the writing's strong and it's the, the attention to detail does not yes. go unnoticed and that what makes it go from like an action movie to like an actual like really good film yeah you know, and a clever film you know that doesn't oversell itself yeah i, yeah, I liked it bravo i mean i thought about it my first reaction and then i thought about it sort of overnight and i i'd have i'd give it like an 8.6 honestly yeah i give it like an eight eight and a half yeah eight and a half, eight and and a half. I mean? for sure yeah it's definitely worth seeing in theaters and uh it's cool that they got to make this movie because yeah. it's not a sequel and it's not a fucking existing content right you know it's not existing it's original ip and they made it. Yeah, and it, feels it made it. money, you know, and it's not fucking Star Wars. Did it make Wars money? 10. How'd it do? I mean, it, it only cost $40 million to oh, make. Oh, right, it did make some money. Yeah, it I made money. that up, yeah. Yeah, it made, it'll make its money back for yeah. sure. And hopefully they, he can, you know, do it again. Cool. Not sequel necessarily, but yeah. You know, Go nice. see Baby Driver. Baby driver